Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Greg B, and this is chapter 177. But more importantly, it is part 5 of the 2021 Movie Ranks Countdown. Uh, if you missed parts 1 through 4, go check those out now uh, and then come back. And the best way to do that, to check them out, is to check them out on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. If you haven't subscribed, you should subscribe to those. For some reason you don't want to do that, you can check it out on the blog at razorvader.blogspot.com. Razorvader.blogspot.com. Yes. And then um, while you're at it, you might as well follow me on Twitter and Instagram at One Man Renegade. Uh, check out the Facebook page at One Man Renegade on One Man Renegade Productions, which is also the name of the YouTube channel. If you want to go check that out as well, uh, new videos over uh, every day over there on that channel. Uh, go watch those videos, like those videos, share those videos, subscribe to the channel. And all that fun stuff. And also, I got an eBay situation going on. Not a store, but like I got a bunch of cool, cool stuff up on eBay. Uh, username Razorvader, and you can go check those out. A lot of wrestling stuff. Uh, you know, getting ready for WrestleMania coming up uh, next week, next weekend, um, and some Marvel stuff too. A little bit of Marvel stuff mixed in there. So go check that out and see if you want to buy some stuff. Go check it out. All right. So today we are moving on to. Uh, Numbers 30 through 21. Um, so we're starting to get some better movies. Uh, maybe some Oscar contenders as well. Maybe in the mix here. Um, which could be controversial depending on how well you like the Oscar movies. Maybe these are too low. I don't know. But um, yeah, so before we get started in that though, I just want to say spoiler alert. Yes, there could be some spoilers mixed in here. I try to keep them... Uh, not, I, I try not to completely spoil, like, I try not to have any huge spoilers that would ruin the movie, but there's definitely gonna be some minor spoilers, um, uh, for sure. Uh, definitely plot spoilers, but I'll try not to do any twist spoilers, but, um, there definitely, there could be some, I don't know. I just want a fair warning for anyone listening that might not want to be spoiled. If I bring up a movie you're interested in watching, maybe, you know, skip ahead a little bit, but, um, I probably, I probably try not to spoil too much. All right, uh, so number 30, it was a Netflix movie. It came out uh, October 29th, um, so no box office, but 68% on Rotten Tomato, 49 Metacritic, 6.4 on IMDb, no cinema score. I obviously didn't see in theaters. It is Army of Thieves. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Army of Thieves? Wait, was that the... Wait, which one was that? Because there was two Army of movies this year. This is the prequel to another army of movie that we'll have we'll talk about in a little bit uh but this is army of thieves so this is a prequel um to so one of the characters that ends ends up in the other movie uh that gets recruited to that and they actually deal with that a little bit in the end of this movie um but we kind of get his backstory um as to why he's such uh, he's so good at being a thief and you know kind of his previous jobs that he did uh, becoming a, a thief and his 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 his, his uh, you know love of cracking uh, safes and stuff and kind of how he gets mixed in with kind of groups of people you know robbing certain things and stuff like that. It's it's a cool backstory. I mean, it's weird to have a prequel that close to the movie. Um, it's almost like wait, should you have done this in the other order maybe? But I feel like this one's more an Whereas the other one's a broader, kind of a bigger, you know, was a more of a bigger movie. Um, this one 
was kind of like, well, here's this one character, and we're going to kind of tell you his backstory. I don't know if they plan on doing more of these, but it's like, I feel like they're like, well, let's not waste too much time in the other movie going through his backstory. We'll do a prequel of that. And that kind of thing, I think that idea kind of came from the other movie. It's like, well, wait a minute. Could I do more with this character here? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 one of those weird ones where it's like, hmm, is this movie all that interesting if not for the other movie? The answer is probably no, but because the other movie came out, does this it makes this one like, but the the thing is that it's just so close together that it's just weird because like it came out and I'm like, wait, what already? They're doing a prequel of the other movie already? Like I don't know, but um, yeah, kind of an interesting uh scenario there. But uh, not not a bad movie. Um, now, now, it's one of those things where it's like, well, now, could you potentially watch this one before you watch the other one? I think yes. I think you can watch this movie without having to see the other one. So should you watch them in that order? You know, I, I, I honestly would say maybe. I mean, it's hard for me to say because I obviously didn't. I, I'd watched the other movie and then the prequel. I mean, that's how they came out. But... Should you, could you, if you hadn't seen either of them, should you do Army of Thieves first? I'm just trying to think, was there anything at the end of Army of Thieves that would ruin anything in Army of Dead? Army of the Dead is obviously the other movie I'm talking about. I don't think so, but possibly. I don't know, it's always one of those debates that I have with Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. It's like, if you've never watched either Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad, could you watch Better Call Saul? And Better Call Saul's not done yet, so it's hard. It's a hard discussion to have until it's actually finished the final season. So I don't know. But it's like, could you watch Better Call Saul before you watched Breaking Bad? And I don't know the answer because there are those random scenes... But they're very, they're like one per season where they are after Breaking Bad. But I guess if the only thing you, if the only spoiler you would really know, and by saying that I spoil it, I guess, is that he doesn't die in Breaking Bad. I mean, I guess that's really the only spoiler you would, you kind of, I mean, I guess you get, I guess you, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a weird debate, but regardless. I don't know why I'm talking about that. I just butter call Saul's coming back, and I've been seeing the ads, so I'm just in that mindset. And it's always kind of one of those debates. But how do you do that? And it's, it's been a Star Wars debate too. It's like, do you watch the prequels first, then watch four through five and six? Mm, you know, I don't know. Um, but if you've never, if you've never seen any Star Wars, like my nephew, I don't think he, I don't know if he's seen any Star Wars movies uh, yet. But like, if you're just gonna be like, hey, watch the Star Wars movies. Do you watch them all in order? Like, that's not how I saw them, you know? Um, that's not how they came out, you know? But at the same time, does that storyline make sense to watch it in order of, like, you know, prequels and then... I don't know. It's a it's a, it's a weird question. But given, you know, given the distance of time with those, it's a little tougher. Whereas this one, I was like, oh, this, was, this came out, like, three months later. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait, what? Like, I wonder if there was any internal debate being like, hey, should we put out Army of Thieves first? 
Because it's just on Netflix. It's not like it was going to theaters. So, like, even if it didn't do well, Army of Thieves, maybe after Army of Dead came out, they'd be like, hey, yeah, go if you missed Army of Thieves, go back and watch it. I don't, I don't know. It seems, seems kind of weird the way they did it. But in any event, let's move on. Um, too much time spent on that. All right, so number 29 was a Warner Brothers movie, but it also came out on HBO Max. Uh, it came out... Um, um, okay, May 14th, uh, it made $2.8 million in the opening weekend, 7.3 domestic, 23.4 um, worldwide, 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, 59 uh, Metacritic, 6 on IMDb. Uh, it got a B, cinema score, I didn't see it in theaters, I watched it on HBO Max, and it's Those Who Wish Me Dead. So... This was an interesting movie. Um, Angelina Jolie uh, starred and also had uh, John Berthenol. Berthenol? I've never had know how to say his name. Dare, uh, not Daredevil. Punisher. Shane from Walking Dead. John Berthenol? Is that how you say his name? Berthenol? Um, uh, basically, so... Uh, the premise of this movie is... That Anna, there Anna, Anna, sorry, Angelina, Angelina Jolie. I can't even say her name. Is a smoke jumper, uh, and she basically there's a forest fire and she couldn't save some kids, uh, um, and then now she's kind of in this role. Um, of like overseeing some stuff and then there's some, there's, um, who else is in it? Nicholas Holtz in this movie too, Aiden Gillian, um, and she's basically, you know, kind of overseeing some stuff. I think she was like filling in some, somebody, I forget exactly how it all worked out. Meanwhile, there's this kid and his dad that like, uh, witnessed a murder and then they're getting chased by assassins uh, who kind of were trying to make it look like a fire so it's kind of mixed in a little bit there so essentially they, they you know uh, get run off the road and now they're lost in the kind of the woods and then there's like a fire that happens and then Angelina and <laughs> why can't I say her name Angelina Jolie's character like goes to then check on check to see figure out what's going on she gets mixed up with you know, these, this kid, and, and then she's trying to save the kid, and, and the assassins are kind of after them. It's kind of a little bit all over the place, to, to be fair, but it's it's an interesting movie. It's a good thriller, action, kind of action thriller. Um, Taylor Sheridan was involved with this, of course. He's all over the place these days with uh, Yellowstone and and the mayor of... Uh, the mayor of uh kingstown mayor king i haven't watched that one yet and then 1883 of course and he's doing a bunch of other stuff but he was involved in this as well um so you know if you enjoy his stuff maybe i mean I, he wasn't like he was like a producer or something on that i think he was no he directed it i take that back he completely directed it so he oh no let me see he directed produced and helped write the screenplay area yeah so he was all involved in this yeah so he directed this so if you enjoy 1883 or Yellowstone or or you know Mayor of Kingstown or any of the other stuff he's working on that he's already done 
Yeah, there's another one. So check it out um, if you're a fan of that stuff, for sure. Um, so, and that's my number... 29 uh, moving on to number 28 another warner brothers movie was also an hbo max came out april 23rd made 23.3 opening weekend 42.2 domestic 83.6 worldwide 54 percent on uh rotten tomatoes 44 uh metacritic 6.1 imdb b plus on the cinema score i didn't see in theaters but it is mortal Kombat. yes they finally got Mortal Kombat somewhat right. I mean, it's not the greatest movie ever, but is it better than the previous Mortal Kombats? Yes. Um, and not to say that the first Mortal Kombat was all that bad, but Mortal Kombat Annihilation was pretty garbage. Now, here's the issue with those Mortal Kombat movies, though, is because back in those days, you know, while Mortal Kombat was somewhat a more mature than other video games at the time i mean and there was all controversy and everything and whatever and it started the you know rating system for video games and all that going back and looking at it it's pretty primitive by today's standards for sure um and when they went to go to make the movies it's like well how are we going to do this exactly it's like you know it's one thing to have a video game character uh, you know rip someone's head off and it kind of splatters red pixels and it's like oh that's ooh blood it's it's crazy um whereas if you're using real people and you try to do that it's that you're gonna get an r rating but the kids are the ones that like the video games so they're the ones that want to go see the movie so they always had to dumb it down and did pg-13 well fast forward however many years now the video games are so much more sophisticated you're not going to see a kid be playing more or you shouldn't see kids be playing mortal kombat um, with some of the stuff that's in these games now, but the kids that were playing Mortal Kombat back in the day are now grown up. So now you know they can go see the movies. They can be R-rated. They can do all the violence and stuff, and kind of make it form feel more, uh, more accurate to what Mortal Kombat should be. Um, so I think that in that aspect they did it right. The movie itself's okay. The one big problem with the movie is it's centered around this character that wasn't a character in the video game. It's like a made-up character for the movie, and it's almost like, eh, why? I mean, yes, he interacts with pretty much every single, I mean, every, you know, kind of big, not all the characters, but enough of the big characters where you're like, all right, this kind of makes sense. Um, and then we kind of learn the backstory that, you know, and how he fits in with the world of Mortal Kombat. So, I don't want to spoil that. It's kind of a big big kind of twist in 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 the movie itself but obviously you know you get the subplot of sub-zero and scorpion which always you know was a big kind of thing you know you get goro you get you know a lot of the main characters and stuff so it's all pretty cool in terms of that i mean i think they might do a sequel so it'll be interesting to see how else what other characters they can kind of implement into obviously not all the characters are coming back i don't want to ruin it but there's specifically one character that they didn't have in. A lot of people were like, hmm. But they kind of, te- they tease it at the end. And it's like, okay, all right, that makes sense. Um, it's like, how can you have a Mortal Kombat movie without so-and-so? I don't want to spoil it because it's kind of a kind of a reveal. Uh, but I was like, oh, okay, okay, well, that makes sense. Um, so, you know, if I'm assuming they're going to do a sequel. That will be the big part of the sequel for sure. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was the best Mortal Kombat movie there has been, which isn't saying a ton, 
but there we go. All right, moving on, uh, we got number 27, a Netflix movie, came out September 24th, uh, no box office information, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, 63, I'm, uh, Metacritic 6.3, IMDb, so see the same. Uh, no cinema score, didn't see it in theaters. It is The Guilty. Um, so this movie stars Jake Gyllenhaal. He plays a 911 um, um, kind of... Uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, call taker, something. There's a 911 person uh, answering calls 911. Kind of reminded me a little bit of the call with Halle Berry, a little bit. Uh, very similar kind of situation where like the movie is centered around Jake Gyllenhaal taking 911 calls. Um, but you kind of get some of the backstory as to why this is happening to him. Because there was some stuff that happened. Meanwhile, he's getting these calls. He gets this one specific call that he gets very, you know, intense on. It's a girl in a car. It sounds like she's being kidnapped. And now he's trying to figure out what's going on. So he gets, you know, a bunch of his buddies that are in other departments involved. And, you know, they try to figure out what's happening, where this car is, trying to, you know stop this person from doing this then there's like kids involved and all sorts of stuff but then there's some twists and reveals and you find out why he's doing this but then you find out what is actually going on with the with the uh with the call and stuff meanwhile other people people keep calling so random people call in and it's kind of funny it's like wait whose voice is that i, I recognize that voice uh so some you know some stuff but i mean it's all centered in the the you know the the police station or the the nine one one office, so you never actually see what's going on. Um, you just kind of hear it through the the phone calls and stuff. So it's kind of interesting, um, but reminded me very much of the call by the Halle Berry movie, which actually was a WWE film randomly. Um, well, David Otunga was in it. I don't know if I remember correctly. Uh, back when he was still a WWE superstar. I guess I I can't remember if he was still wrestling then or just doing commentary and stuff. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah. So not bad, not bad. Uh, decent, uh, decent uh, watch on Netflix for sure. So and if you like Jake Gyllenhaal, there you go. Uh, so go check that out if you want. Um, all right, coming up next, uh, number twenty six. Uh, this one is an Apple TV movie. This is one of those weird ones where it was like it came out Christmas, but sorta not really, and then eventually it ended up on Apple TV Plus for streaming. I think it was briefly in theaters and stuff, maybe to get the Oscar uh, eligibility, but it doesn't have any box office information for the United States. It did make f- a little over five hundred thousand, or so. Far, I mean, as of I think what was the date that I used? Yeah, because some of these movies are still in theaters, so they might still be making some money. But as of 314, uh, March 14th, um, this one has got an IMB, uh, sorry, no, uh, uh, Rotten Rotten Tomatoes, nine, 93%, uh, Metacritic, 87, 87 uh, IMDb, 7.2, no cinema score, didn't see it in theaters. Uh, it's The Tragedy of Macbeth. Now, this, similar to The Electrical Life of David Wayne, um... Also 4x3, and this one on top of that was in black and white. Um, 
I don't know specific. I, that seems to be the new thing, 4x3, because I actually went to the movies today and saw a a preview for a movie coming out, uh, I think, next month or a couple months. 4x3. And, I'll, and the trailer is 4x3. And I'm like, what is going on? Why is this a new trend? I guess it's, like, to be arty and cool because, like, that's not a thing anymore. Like, no one's, you know, it's like, I don't know. But it's also black and white. I mean, it's basically just Macbeth. I mean, the tragedy of Macbeth, I, I, I don't, whatever, but it's basically just Macbeth. Um, for me, it just reminds me of, like, ninth grade English having to read Macbeth and being like, I don't understand what they're saying. Uh, Shakespeare never, never, never did anything for me. I, I had to read Macbeth, I had to read Hamlet, I had to read... I feel like every year we had to read one of them. I think it was Macbeth. Um, uh, what was the other one? I forget, but every time I was like, oh, Shakespeare, come on, really? Uh, why can't he just talk normal? Why does it got to be all weird and, like, just get a cipher what they're actually talking about? And it's, this is just straight up Macbeth. I mean, I know Denzel's nominated for the Oscar, and he acts well, but it's like... I just feel like if you're doing Macbeth or any sort of Shakespeare, it, like, seems like you're acting... I mean, you know, obviously, Denzel Washington's a great actor, don't get me wrong, but it's like... It's just like, oh, he's saying the stuff that's in the book... Okay, like, I don't know, I feel like Macbeth's been done um, before, so I don't know, but I mean, it's fine, I don't I don't think he's gonna win, but it's Denzel, and he did Macbeth, so he got nominated. Fine, fine, I mean, that's fine. Um, we'll get to the Oscar predictions later on, but it's, it's kind of like, ah, I don't know, it's Macbeth, it's Shakespeare, whatever, it's fine. Uh, I mean, the story in and of itself is alright, you know, but it's just kind of like, if they had done, like, a updated version of it, uh, maybe it would have been more appealing to me. But I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's number 26, Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, moving on to number 5, a uh, Netflix movie came out on December 1st, although I think it was briefly in theaters, so I, I don't know when, I don't know if it was released on Netflix on December 1st, or it came out briefly in theaters and then was... Um, or something, I don't know, but either way, um, no box office in the United States, but it did $54,000 as of March the 14th of Worldwide, uh, 94% Rotten Tomato, 89 uh, Metacritic, uh, 6.9 IMDb, uh, no cinema score I didn't see in theaters, and is The Power of the Dog, uh, one of the, uh, one of the top one of the kind of, it was for a li- little bit there. I think like a lot of people thought this was gonna win the Oscar. It still might. I don't know. Uh, so I was like, all right, I gotta check it out. I don't. I mean, it was a good movie, good acting, good cast. Um, you know, it's all good acting. Benedict Cumberbatch certainly uh, got a got a chance at uh, winning the Oscar for it. But as far as the movie is, it's kind of it's a little on the boring side. To be quite honest. I mean, it's a good movie. I mean, it's a good acted movie. But the storyline's a little eh. Um, it's a little bit boring at times. Um, that's why, you know, I, I have it so, you know, at 25. You know, even though it's, you know, a top Oscar pick. Just for me, it just it didn't quite... I know a lot of people are praising it. And, you know, obviously the, the numbers are pretty good for it. But for me, it was just like, eh, it's a little boring. I don't know. But um, 
Will it win the Oscar? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I you gotta gotta wait till the final episode to get my Oscar predictions. But um, it's certainly in contention for sure. I mean, it's a nominated. Um, um, so there we go. I mean, that's enough. You know, it's that's enough to be in contention, I guess, right? Um, all right. Speaking of nominated movies, though, we move on to number twenty-four. This was another Netflix movie. Uh, it came out on twelve. 10 uh, or December 10th now was that when it came out on Netflix no I think it came out later on Netflix this is when it came in theaters because I actually saw this in the theater um because I, I I've talked about it previously on the on the podcast but I needed another movie for my my subs my sh- uh, showcase subscribe before it ran out and this was the only thing that was really in theaters um even though I knew it was coming out on Netflix I was like yeah whatever it was the only thing I really wanted I was really wanted to see that I hadn't already seen, uh, and I needed to use the movie or else I would have lost it. So I checked it out. Um, it's got only a 55% on Rotten Tomato, uh, 49 Metacritic, 7.2 on IMDb, um, no cinema score. I did see it in theaters, like I said, and it is Don't Look Up. I was getting a lot of, you know, consideration for Oscars despite those very low critic ratings, which is interesting. But I think the issue with the critic ratings is the same, probably the same issues I had with this movie. Um, Not to say it wasn't a good movie, obviously great cast, uh, good acting and stuff. But the movie in and of itself, and it's an issue I have with Adam McKay, some of Adam McKay's more recent movies. uh, You know, uh, The Big Short, um, uh, Device this movie is they're comedies but they're not comedies and it's i feel like he struggles with what he's trying to do um with his movies that it's like it's a comedy kind of but then it's also like a disaster film but it's also like a political thing so it's like obviously like you know kind of mirroring covid but with you know, the idea that uh, uh, an asteroid's coming to destroy Earth, which, again, isn't really, or a comet, or whatever it was. Um, it's coming to destroy Earth, and, and was it a comet? Uh, I forget, whatever, either way. Um, it's like, which, which has been done before, we've seen those movies before, <laughs> you know, that's nothing new. Um, but it's done on a comedic level, and there's obviously the, you know, the, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio characters kind of merging, mirroring Fauci because he's this doctor on TV explaining all the stuff to people and kind of getting some of the celebrity part of it. You know, that's kind of what happened with Fauci. Uh, meanwhile, like this Meryl Streep, you know, is the president's kind of, kind of supposed to be like Trump sort of in a way. Um, although, and then her son and that whole thing. I don't know. Regardless, I mean, if you just look at it from the just a straight up standpoint of a movie, you know, put aside all the political nonsense, um, just the movie itself. Um, I guess my issue is it struggles with what it is. Is it a comedy? Is it a disaster drama? You know, what is it? Um, and I think that's kind of the biggest issue I have with a lot of you know, with like I said, with his you know more recent movies, it's like you know. Other guys, that's a straight up comedy. Step Brothers, straight up comedy. Anchorman, straight up comedy. Um, they might throw in some political stuff here and there, especially with other guys. Um, you know, as far as you know, some of the 
some of the plot details with some of the corporate stuff like and then at the end they throw up a bunch of nonsense at you and i was like well what that's what this movie was supposed to be telling me i thought it was just mark Wahlberg and and uh will ferrell being goofballs as cops um but you know whatever and you know that's fine but um yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a bad movie. I, I enjoyed it, but it was just kind of like that was probably that's why it's not higher up on my list, just because it str- I struggled with what it was trying to be. Um, so, uh, will it win the Oscar? I don't know. I mean, pe- there's buzz, but I mean, it's nominated, so who knows? All right, moving on to number twenty-three, uh, another Warner Brothers movie that came out on HBO Max as well on March thirty-first. Made thirty-three, thirty-two point two million dollars opening weekend, a hundred million dollars. Uh, domestic four hundred sixty-seven point eight million dollars worldwide. Seventy-five percent Rotten Tomato, fifty-nine uh, Metacritic, six point three on the IMDb. Got an A. Cinema score I didn't see in theaters, but is Godzilla versus Kong. Now, I enjoyed the first Godzilla movie. The second one I thought was decent too, although quite a bit different from the first one, but still good. Uh, and then. Uh, Kong Skull Island was, I thought, a really a good movie too. But it was, but it was kind of, it was an interesting one too. Uh, I didn't because I kind of, it didn't really. It was a little bit more. I wouldn't say comedic, but it, you know, given the cast, it had some a little more, more lightheartedness to it than say the Godzilla movie did. But this movie kind of goes more along the lines of the Godzilla movies as opposed to the Kong Skull Island movie. Um, um, you know, it brings back a lot of the same characters from the... Mostly from the Godzilla movie, not so much the Kong movie as much because the Kong movie was... Well, I don't know. I can't... Yeah, I mean, a little bit, but... I don't know, I feel like it had more, it was more of a Godzilla sequel than the Kong Skull Island sequel, I guess, if I had to compare them. But you got Kong versus um, Godzilla, but ultimately, whenever you have these versus movies, it's kind of like, well, there's always got to be the third man in, you know, it's like, it always ends up being like a triple threat match, and then, the, you know, whatever. So... <laughs> You got Mechagodzilla. I mean, no spoiler alert, whatever. But then there's Mechagodzilla. But the, the the thing that bothered me the most was how they decided the name for Mechagodzilla. And it's like, okay, I know there's a Mechagodzilla from the previous, all the previous other movies from all the Godzillas from way back in the day or whatever. There's the Mechagodzilla, I know. But, like, they're building this Godzilla, you know, and they're like... They're like, um... Um, how'd they, how'd they say it? It was like, so, you know, cause they'll, like there's this one side, it's like, oh, let's get Kong to fight Godzilla. Cause Godzilla kind of goes nutty and they're like, oh, what's going on with Godzilla? Like, oh, let's get Kong to fight Godzilla. But then this other group's like, no, we're going to build our own Godzilla to fight off Godzilla. And like, oh, it's like, it's a robot Godzilla. And someone's like, no, it is Becca Godzilla. And it's like, why wouldn't a robot Godzilla made just as much sense to, you know, to call it? It's like you're just calling it Mecha Godzilla because we know from previous movies it's Mecha Godzilla. Like it made no sense. It was kind of it was just like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, why, why just be like, no, no, it's not robot Godzilla. It's Mecha Godzilla. But like, why? <laughs> 
you know, obviously it's because of the other movies, but it's like, there's like, no, 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 no. We're going to call it Mecha Godzilla, but it's like, yeah, whatever. Anyways, but, but overall, you know, I did enjoy, enjoy it. I thought it was a solid movie. Um, a good sequel to the Godzilla Kong movies. Now going forward, I'm not sure exactly what the plan is. I don't know if they're going to do a sequel to, the, to another Kong movie, another Godzilla movie. I'm not quite sure. Or another Kong versus Godzilla movie or how they're going to spin it going forward. But I think they're going to do more. I mean, there's no reason not to. All right, moving on. Um, that was, what, number 23. So moving on to number 22, a Disney movie that came out on September 3rd, 2021, obviously. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> obviously, these are all 2021. Uh, September 3rd uh, made $75.3 million opening weekend. Um Two hundred twenty-four point five domestic, four hundred thirty-two point two worldwide. Got ninety-one percent on Rotten Tomato, seventy-one Metacritic, seven point five IMDb. Got an A uh, cinema score. I didn't see it in theaters, but it is a Marvel movie, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, so my biggest issue again with this movie, similar to the Eternals, was uh, you know. A new new characters, a new character, a new characters. Um, um, you know, through you know, in the Marvel universe, um, you know, despite the fact, you know, you know, obviously you're introducing all these new characters, whatever. This movie, I think, just worked better. It was a better movie. Um, you know, they did have some tie-ins a little bit with some of the other things, whereas Eternals really didn't at all. Eternals just kind of its own thing, but in this movie, they did kind of you know they did there was a little interaction i suppose if you want to call it that with some some members of that were previously already in the um uh, mcu or, for, or whatever i mean very limited but still at least there was some connection it's kind of like all right i remember okay you know okay good you know it's connected somehow um not to say turtles won't be but it was just like it wasn't in the movie um, they did tease some stuff, but like, you know, as far as the actual movie itself. So yeah, I think this movie worked better than Eternals. Um, obviously people liked it more, um, you know, in terms of, in terms of the, uh, the critics and stuff, uh, box office slightly better, I guess. Um, I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know, slightly better. Um, I don't know, like, I can't remember if Shang-Chi was one of the ones that was, I don't think it was, I was gonna say, now I know, I know Black Widow was, where, like, you could also, you could get it on, pay more, um, sort of premiere access or something on Disney+, Plus. but I don't think Shang-Chi did that, I can't remember, I know Eternals didn't, I don't think Shang-Chi did, I know Black Widow did, I know, because then Scarlett Johansson was, like, suing Disney and all that stuff, um, but you know, um, ultimately, it was, it was good. It wasn't great. I didn't love it, um, but I thought it did a better job of introducing the characters into the MCU than the Eternals did. I think the story was just better, um, ultimately. Um, so we'll see how that, you know, how Shang Chi and the rest of the characters work into the. MCU going forward. I mean, we'll see how it turns. It'll all get mixed in somehow, somewhere down the line, right? 
Um, but, um, yeah, so there we go. That is number 22. Uh, moving on to number 21. This will be the last one for this video. Come back tomorrow. We'll do, we'll get into the top 20, uh, 20 through 11. We'll, you know, get to some of the, you know, good movies. I mean, I'll always, we already had some that are nominated for Oscars, so there's going to be more come up. So just a little heads up, just in case you're wondering if you're waiting for some of the Oscar nominated movies, I only ended up watching eight of the 10 Oscar nominated movies. Um, so if you're waiting to see what I think about Drive My Car or West Side Story, yeah, I didn't watch them. I mean, Drive My Car is like a three-hour like, Japanese film or something about something that sounds terrible. <laughs> and then West Side Story is just a bunch of singing and dancing stuff that I really just don't have interest in. I didn't have any much interest in the original West Side Story just because Spiel Spielberg directed it. It doesn't really piqued my interest um and it already it, it you know we already we already did it it already exists <laughs> so um so yeah i didn't i don't really i didn't i didn't watch either of those movies so there you go so if you're expecting to hear my thoughts on those no the other eight yes a couple of them i've already talked about so there's six more to go that my math is correct unless i'm forgetting one i already might have mentioned no i think i think i've only mentioned two so far yeah, anyways, um, so number 21 is an IFC film. Uh, I guess it was briefly in theaters. It came out November 5th, but only made 17 million, or sorry, sorry seven, only made 17 million, no, only made 17,000 opening weekend, 30,000 overall, 37,000 worldwide, so I, I think it may have just briefly been in theaters, I guess, because um, I, I watched it on Hulu, I believe. Or maybe Amazon. One of the two. Um, 92% on Rotten Tomato. 7 point, 70, 72 on Metacritic. 6.1 IMDb. Uh, no cinema score. Didn't see it in theaters. Uh, it's the beta test. Um, this one... This was an interesting movie for sure. Um, it, it... You know, it starts off very dramatically with a, a situation... Um, uh, and, you know, and then it's like, ooh, what is this all about? I don't know what's happening. So then it, but then it gets into the actual story and basically it's about this guy who gets this letter about meeting a person in a hotel room and blah, blah, blah. And he goes and it's very mysterious and everything. And it's, very, you know, he has basically a one night stand with this person, but then he gets another letter, um, saying stuff or, or or something like that or maybe didn't no there's these letters but then he's then he's trying to figure out the situation like who is this person who sent these letters and then he's trying to get to the bottom of it uh he starts kind of losing it um trying to figure it out and then you know i don't want to spoil it but eventually there's you know there's a little bit of a twist um and then some stuff happens and kind of all leads to that so it's it kind of an interesting uh movie um well uh, for sure um, you know, it doesn't quite always go the way you think it's going to go. It's always like, wait, what? Okay. Mm, that's interesting. All right. All right. Um, but you know, ultimately I thought it was a pretty good movie. I was kind of out of nowhere. I was like, wait, what is this movie all about? All right, I'll check it out. Um, and it was very surprising. Um, I mean, still 21. So, I mean, it wasn't like the best movie ever, but certainly a very surprising based off of the fact that I hadn't really heard much about it. And I'm like, I saw it. I don't know if I saw an ad or 
or something. But I was like, wait, what is that movie? To check it out. Um, and um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. And this is another one like you go into something not expecting much at all, and it's like, oh, actually, this is pretty good. It, it gets up a little higher on the list than maybe it, it would have if you know if you know or if you were expecting more of it. I mean, it does have good you know ratings and stuff, so it's not like it was a you know it's not like a huge you know it's not like I'm taking you know uh, um, the terrible movie and be like oh I was I thought it was going to be absolutely garbage and it was only kind of garbage. You know, it's not like that. So, um, but ultimately. Um, yeah, that's my number 21, the beta test. If I think it's on Hulu. Might be Amazon. If you're interested, go check one of those two. It's on it's on one of those two. So uh yeah. So that's gonna do it for today's um chapter. Uh we got we're up to twenty-one right now, so we'll join in tomorrow. We could do twenty through eleven, and then the the finale with the the top ten and my Oscar picks coming up and potentially guests i don't know i don't know i'm not sure if that's going to work out or not but we'll potentially potentially um uh, potentially some guests um we'll, we'll figure it out uh but anyways just want to thank you everyone for watching again come back tomorrow best way to do that is just subscribe to the podcast apple podcast stitcher um um amazon or spotify you know and then it'll pop up tomorrow and you can go check it out and listen uh, but thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.